Hello to all of you out there. I am Ulrike Seminati, host of the podcast, Empowering Female Leaders, for women who want to thrive. Every week you will get new perspectives, exciting insights, and empowering messages of women from all over the globe. Welcome to another episode of my podcast, Empowering Female Leaders. So today I'm very pleased to have Diane Foster with me. And Diane Foster went from being an actress to becoming a producer and she's today owning her own production company which is called Wally Bird Productions. And that is a production company committed to producing projects with diverse talent, gender equality, I like that very much, and creating the teams responsible for films that push at the envelope with high entertainment value and substance. Diane, do you want to say a few words about your current role? Yes. Hi. First of all, thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited to be here. Um, you know, I think I started Wally Bird Productions in 2018, and really the goal has been and always will be in front and behind the camera, giving people, specifically women, more opportunities to tell their stories And that's really why I started the company, because for so many years, I was a producer myself and many times the only woman on set or in meetings and things like that. And I really thought, you know what, this has to change. We have a lot to say and women are great. So let's give us more opportunities. So that's why I began it. That's very interesting. And I think it's very rare, isn't it? Is it rare? Yes. Yeah, it is rare. It, it's interesting. You know, by numbers, women directors, women producers, We are a very small number in the whole conglomerate of Hollywood and the industry at large. So I think that's very telltale of how the industry has gone over all of these years since the beginning of Hollywood. It has been predominantly run by men, specifically white men as well. So, you know, I think we are recognizing our own power. And I feel like through the pandemic, there has really definitely been a shift in terms of women really now in this day and age learning their own power and realizing, hey, you know what? I have something to say and I have stories that I want to tell. And from the female perspective, you know, obviously men can't tell that story. And it's always interesting when you see a film about a woman that was written by a man, because it's a totally different perspective, because obviously how could they ever understand how we live every single day going out into this world? And I think by and large, those numbers are small because we haven't given women the opportunities. We haven't had them sitting at the table saying, hey, what do you think? And that is really why I started Wally Bird to change that type of conversation so that we can have more women at the table and we can have them saying, I have stories I want to tell. These are important and they're relatable and other women want to hear them too. Yeah, there's a real shift in the industry that is happening right now. I'm not very familiar with this industry, but I heard about it. And it's very interesting if you look at it, because we are so much conditioned by the movies we watch. I mean, we're so used to a certain style, like we're used to a certain style at work as well. And everything has been shaped over destinies and destinies by men. 
And we don't even realize how much we actually copy the codes, the behavioral codes of men when we think this is how we need to be if we want to be successful. And I really love the idea that you break that. You break that bias, basically, <laughs> that is out there. I love it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what we have to do. I feel like every generation of women, we have to keep going back and lifting more women up and, and, and bringing us to the forefront, allowing our voices to be heard. It wasn't that long ago that women could even vote. You know, I mean, that's so wild to me that we haven't really been in a position that long to be making decisions. And we have seen that when women are in leadership positions, we are amazing and super fantastic. And we really, we really know how to do it. I think it's an instinct that we do have as women. It's like, it's something we're naturally born with to be a leader. And the fact that we haven't been given those opportunities is really unfortunate. So I think the more and more we talk about it, the more and more that we do it, and if we're in positions that we can give women opportunities, I think we have to take those, we have to take those opportunities, you know, and we have to, we have to make it so that it, it is that way so that we are bringing more women into the conversation. We are bringing them in to interview them and bring them in for whatever it is, casting or producing or directing for certain, you know, in my industry. That's what we have to do. And really, that is my goal. We've been able to do that on every film that we have at Wally Bird Productions. I'm very passionate about making sure that there is gender equality and diversity as well. And I'm going to continue doing that because it really is my mission. And I feel like every time I do, not only do I get satisfaction out of it, but I feel like I am helping a whole new generation of filmmakers that may have not gotten that opportunity in the past. And I think as artists, if we're not actively trying to change the narrative of what's going on, then what are we really doing? I mean, that's, that's what we're here for as artists is to talk about that and, and change it for the better. So yeah, we're going to keep doing it. <laughs> that's a beautiful mission. How did you get there? What was it for you like a mission for your life early on, or did you stumble over it at some point in your life? I think I, I have a very strong mom and I have grown up in a family predominantly of women. There are six of us kids and I had one brother and then the rest were five girls. So I think, you know, female power <laughs> was definitely something that I always had grown up with, but we didn't really talk about it like, oh, this sort of movement of female empowerment, I feel has not really been talked about until like basically like the last 10 years or so of really, you know, owning self-love and talking about lifting other women and, and all that kind of stuff. So it wasn't really a mission of mine as a child, although as I became a woman in the world and I started to see how I was uh, sort of being looked at in the world as a producer you know, on sets many, many times being the only female. It was really like, hmm, this is interesting. I'm the only one here. Why is that? And I think that is what got me starting to think, well, you know, if I have an opportunity to create a film and hire people, then I'm going to do everything I can to get more people there who haven't historically been there in the past. So Yes, it has, it's definitely been my mission since I started my production company, but I think that it became my mission because I learned through experience and being out literally in the field of doing the job of a producer 
in Hollywood, you know, that we, there just wasn't enough of us. So it really got me thinking and, and that's, and that's really sort of how we got here. Now, my last film, we had a predominantly almost all female crew, which was awesome because that is something that you rarely see. People are talking about it more. And there's a lot of people that I really look up to and idolize in terms of female filmmakers who are also talking about this and do want to make a change. So I think collectively, it's like, we have to do it together. <laughs> What were the challenges that you had to overcome? Well, I would say there's been quite a few, so I'd love to get into them. I think, first of all, I went through a, a very difficult divorce. And I think that we don't often talk enough about how difficult divorce is because it completely changes your life especially if you've been that, with that person for a very long time, which I was and had children with. So it was a very immense challenge because I had to restart my life all over again. And, you know, you think when you get married and you have children, like, okay, my life is kind of set. And then all of a sudden you go, oh, wait a minute, <laughs> this is actually not what I want. And luckily we have the ability to say, you know what, I need to walk away from this and empower myself to do that. And that was very challenging because I didn't have anything that was my own or, you know, something that was mine outside of the marriage. And that can be a very difficult thing, especially for women and why so many women stay in situations that are not good for them because they have nothing else. So I just said, you know what, I have to be happy and I want to show my children that there is happiness for mom <laughs> and that I could be um, somebody that, you know, I don't know, an inspiration, I guess, to other women to show them that they can do this too. And if I, you would have told me, you know, five years ago that my, I would be here now, I would have laughed and said, there's no way because I couldn't see the forest through the trees, but I can promise anyone who is going through a tough situation. If you really believe in yourself, you can get through it and it will be hard. There's absolutely no doubt about that. It will, but you will see the clearing through the trees eventually. You just have to keep going. So that was definitely one of the biggest challenges, I think, over the last six years of my life. And also, I would have to say, just as a woman in general in this business, many times, I think I've had to sort of fight for... Um, you know, fight for my position in a way to be able to say, no, this is what I believe. This is what I think. And in many times men will say, nope, we don't want to hear it. Or they want to skip past it and really fighting for that and saying, no, I really have something to say. And I believe in this and I need you to hear me out. And obviously a professional way. <laughs> I think that has been really challenging. I think it's like, we don't want to, in a way, change the way things are. And it's funny because I think that for so long, men have been in these positions of leadership and they sort of feel a little bit threatened. And it's like, well, we're not, you know, we just want a space at the table, man. <laughs> you know, I'm not trying to take your job, but I think I can do it better. And by and large, you know, I believe that's true. I just think that as women, we have a really wonderful knack of being able to be multitaskers 
and we have a way of being able to do it all. So why not give us, give us those opportunities to be in leadership positions? So yeah, I would think just life in general, that's definitely been a challenge of trying to get myself on my feet again after a, a, a big change in my life and empower myself to start my own company and to do this. So it's scary at times, but I have to continue to be brave, not just for myself, but for the next generation of women, for my daughter, for every everyone who is, and, and my son, you know, I want him to know that women are great and we, we are awesome and, and we can empower ourselves. I really want to make a difference. And, and that's what I'm trying to do while I'm here. It sounds really like you found the whole power within yourself. And I think for many women, this is not so easy because many women are very self-critical. So they will doubt about themselves, think, oh, no, but I don't, I don't have the knowledge or the competencies or whatever else. Yeah. Or I don't have enough money, enough security. I mean, there are many different reasons why women don't step out of the life they don't like anymore or why they do not really reinforce their position at work in general because they're so self-critical. How do you find this inner power within yourself? It was natural. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not easy, especially in the day and age of social media when you can scroll and every person is gorgeous and perfect and they look like they're, they have the perfect life, you know? But I think that we have to get real with the fact that I absolutely have days where I wake up and I'm like, everything's terrible. I'm terrible. <laughs> I, I don't feel good. I don't feel like I look good. All of these things. Of course, we are our own worst enemy most of the time. And I think that the biggest thing is that I really started recognizing by, first of all, eating well, exercising, going to therapy. These things have really helped me own my own self and my self-worth and my self-love. And again, this is something that is kind of like a newer thing. I didn't talk about this as a younger woman about self-love. You know, this is like a new topic now that women are talking about. And I think it's so important because we're recognizing like, wait a minute, I do matter. And what I, what I say matters and how I feel matters. And I think sort of tapping into that has been the biggest game changer for me, really recognizing that I am worthy and deserving of good things in my life. And I don't have to have bad things just to be a nice person. I don't have to let people walk all over me. I can really take care of myself and say, I have boundaries. I think that word is like, yes, have boundaries for yourself because then you really start to see a shift of this is something that I am willing to do, or this is something that I'm not okay with. Learning to say the word no is another empowering tool. I think those things in general really taking care of yourself, saying no, creating boundaries. These are all great ways to make you empowered and feel your worthiness as, as a person in this world, obviously as a woman, but just as a person in general in this world. Yeah, and you said this wonderful sentence, I read it out, where you say, taking full ownership of my talent and believing I could do it has been the biggest game changer, which you just said before as well for me, and makes me proud of the person and creator I have become. So I like very much the idea of self-love and 
it is really about giving us the chance to to love ourselves as we are with the vulnerabilities with some little i don't know defaults whatever we see as defaults so what what i always say it's very important that we stop comparing ourselves with others all the time because as you yes. said media it, it's a disaster if you start doing that for your self-confidence. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. It's so true. But you know what? When you realize that you are unique, I mean, each one of us is so unique. You know, you nobody could replace you or me. That's your superpower. And I think once we have that mind shift of I am unique, there is no one else like me in any way, even if you have gifts and things like that that are similar to someone, they are still not exactly like you. And when you realize that you have been made to do wonderful things here. So recognizing that and understanding that I think is, is really something that gets me excited and fired up because I'm like, oh my gosh, that's right. I, there is no one like me. And I think instead of looking at that, what we used to look at as like, you know, selfish kind of talk or things like that. No, this is an empowering talk. This is, this is I'm good and I can do this. And I think we just have to keep doing that more and more. And it's not easy. It's not easy. And when we talk about self-love, I know that is not an easy thing to do. But if we're patient with ourselves, we really take it one step at a time, literally day by day, and just take a breath and go, okay, I'm going to own this day and recognize that I am the only me here. And you know, what does this day have in store for me? I think that if you can do that, then you'll start to really feel like, okay, I got my mojo going and I'm worth it, truly. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it starts all on the inside. It's about allowing ourselves, first of all. And I think it starts with having a lot of self-awareness of what we tell ourselves every single day, because very often we, we tell ourselves off for the slightest little glitch that we have. And then we're wondering why we don't feel well about ourselves. So I think that's... That's it's so true. And also, you know, the negative talk, I think, is something else that I have learned to like really push away. It's like that little devil on your shoulder and you're like, nobody get out of there. I'm not listening to you today. Having positive self-talk is really important. Knowing even even if you are in a in a way, oh, you know, I, I want to lose more weight or I, I want to change my hair or I need to do this or that. Those are all things obviously you should do to empower yourself. That's fantastic but also be patient with yourself because it doesn't just happen overnight. Anything good takes time and anything that we are going to take with us also takes time. So you just have to be willing, I think, to, to really take the time and the space to, to learn that and be patient with yourself because we're in a society where it's like, we want it now, 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 you know, and it doesn't work like that when, when you're really doing the inner work of, trying to become empowered and the inner self-love work. That takes time. And not falling into the trap, becoming a perfectionist of being empowered. <laughs> That's right. Very counterproductive. That's another side of things. Right, exactly. Yeah, there's an ebb and flow, you know, there's, there, there's moderation, really, for everything. So I think if you can come to that balance, then you can really start to, to see that the shift really will happen when we start thinking it ourselves because we're the only ones truly that are, are, are in control of ourselves. I think it's just, it's being patient and not going to that other side of, oh, now I have to be a perfectionist, you know? Cause that's, that's gonna make you unhappy as well. 
I would like to come back to what you said about saying no, because this is one of the things where I know my clients, many of my clients really struggle with saying no, because women often have that tendency that they want to be liked. <laughs> and we are often confusing that we tend to confuse being liked versus being respected. What tips can you give to women who struggle to say no, because, you know, they think, ah, oh, then I'm not accepted. Uh, it's so true. That is, it's, it's such like the dreaded thing, because I think we even learn, I think as children, you know, be nice, which is obviously great, but also we don't teach young girls, especially like actually stick up for yourself and tell that boy to buzz off. <laughs> you know, we, we don't do that. I know for sure myself, I, I wasn't taught that. I was definitely taught kind of stay in line, do what you're told, be nice. And unfortunately, I think that is a detriment in many ways, especially to young women, because we then take that into our adult life. And all of a sudden we're like, in these relationships where we're being taken advantage of. And we're like, why? What happened? And it's like, well, because this is where it began. So I think the biggest thing is you don't have to do everything. You really don't. And I think if it feels good to you, then you should do it. We really have to start listening to our inner instinct and our gut, because that is something that it will not prove you wrong. We know innately as universal beings on this planet that, you know, we have a feeling about things and that whole idea, I have a feeling about this. Yes, you do have a feeling about it. So listen to that feeling. And if something doesn't feel right and you don't want to do it, you have the absolute ability to say no. And you know what? At first, it's really tough. It really is. This was something for me that was extremely hard because I was miss yes, 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 yes. And I learned that yes, I enjoy those yeses, some of them, but not all of them are for, for my highest self, for, for me to be the best version of myself that I can be. And I think that's really where we start to learn, oh, okay, I, this feels good to me, so I can do this. And it doesn't, it doesn't, make me feel it bad in any way. And I think once you start learning that, that can really change the way that you, that you accept jobs or offers to go places or even out with friends, you know, it's like learning to say, you know what? No, I'd rather watch Netflix tonight and stay in and go to bed at 10. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. You just have to be willing to say no, let it go and let everything else play out and be okay with that. I think that's the biggest thing as women is that we are so nervous to do that because then what could happen? Well, what is the worst thing that could happen? The person is upset with you for a minute. Okay, well, that's their problem, not yours, you know? And I think sort of just getting a little bit more empowered in that way is, is really important. And just saying like, no, this is, this is how I feel. And I think that there's something really great and, and amazing that we can do that. So we have to do it more. So I, I seriously, to all the women out there, you have to, you have to say no, <laughs> you have to say no more often. 
<laughs> yeah, I totally agree. It is it is something that we have inside of us. Uh, not not only saying no, but the, the whole message of self empowerment, which you just gave, I, I love that. That's why it's the group called Empowering Female Leaders. <laughs> it's really about this self empowerment message because I don't believe that we are victims of anything. We can manage our own lives, and we have control over nothing but over ourselves. We have control if you want to, and it takes some training. It's not like easily happening because yes, if you're in a bad mood, if you're sad, or if you're angry, it's not so easy to get out of these negative emotions mm -hmm. but still you can do that and like you say saying no is an attitude it is a decision to step back and to not being completely influenced by the expectations of other people that we take nearly as a law sometimes yeah we have to follow because the only law you have to follow is what you want mm -hmm. and I know that many women have problems and think, oh, this is so selfish and it's so much against how I was, how I was brought up. But <laughs> actually, that is the whole point. And it's not selfish because if you become more happy, more powerful, you have more energy, your whole environment, be it your children, your partner, whoever you, you live with, is, is so true. benefiting from it. So it's not yeah. an egoistic or selfish thing. We have to see this like a message out to the world where everybody becomes stronger, including obviously ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I love that. And, you know, I learned from my therapists that I can share. It's such a beautiful sentiment. They told me that when you feel emotions, allow the emotion, like it's like fish, allow that fish to swim near you and then let it swim away. Instead of feeling so bad about it, it's like, let the emotion come, whether it's laughing, crying, screaming, yelling, whatever it is, allow the emotion to come and then let it go. And I think that was such a great tool to learn, especially as women, because by nature, we, we, do, we do emote more. And I think that is another reason why we are so afraid all the time to have boundaries and say no, because we're so worried and all these emotions come up for us, anxiety and fear and all of these things, allow those fishes to swim by and let them go. <laughs> I think that's an absolutely wonderful last word. <laughs> I thank you very much, Diane. This was a talk. I have the feeling we talked for five minutes, but it's already half an hour. I can't really. I can't believe it. I know. I could go all day. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. And, and I hope that it helps uh, other women out there to empower themselves and to really know how deserving and worthy they are. This was another episode of Empowering Female Leaders. What are the questions and topics in female leadership that you are interested in? Let me know in the comments on YouTube and Instagram or join our LinkedIn group. I'm excited to hear from you. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe for new talks with inspiring women from all around the globe. Thank you for listening.